Let's just take a minute to pray, hey? We, God, we just, we just thank you that we don't have to talk about you like you're not in the room. Like we don't, we don't gotta, we don't gotta imagine you as somewhere else other than here. That, you know, today we acknowledge you are with us. That you're writing a good story. That you're planning good things. That you're calling us onto a path of purpose that's yours. And yeah, we're grateful for that. We're grateful that our story isn't one of. Uh, knowing about you, but that our story is one of experiencing your goodness, your leadership, your guidance, your wisdom, the truth of your principles, that the stories and the testimonies that exist in this room are that you are a good God who is with us. Yeah, we just, yeah, we just thank you for that. Yeah, we thank you for the, for the blessings. We thank you for the challenges. We thank you for the sure path that comes when we stick with you and yeah, that's where we want to be. That's where we want to be. Yeah. We just so love you, Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Are you getting cold? Yeah. Is it over there? Sure. We can turn the AC off or down, one or the other. Ah. Yeah. Well, there's lots of cool things happening, you know, and I think what a, what a good place to be where, you know, I feel like I keep turning around and I keep hearing good news. I heard some good news from Sophie Mars. Yeah. What's your good news? We're having a baby. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. That is unbelievably good news. Unbelievably good news. It's going to be a race to the finish. Who's going to get there? The Grants or the McCarthys is going to be like this. Two weeks apart. All right. Well, there you go. Company on the journey. That's good news, isn't it? That's good news. Kind of fun to do the mum gig together. The dad gig too, but, you know, does a thing. Yeah, that's super cool. We're so excited for you guys. Yeah, we just know you can make incredible parents and, you know, we... And there's a couple of uh, old-timers who are going to make incredible grandparents. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we can't wait, to, can't wait to be a part of this, this story, you guys. We're so grateful for that. Yeah, and it just, yeah, it feels like, feels like every time we turn around, we're running into more good news. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's great when, we, when, when the, the winds for the people around us you know, feel like our own winds, you know, I think that's the, that's the principle of the body. It says, you know, one part suffers, we all suffer, and one part celebrates, we all celebrate. And I think, you know, we got to take it both ways, don't we? Walk the hard stuff and celebrate the great stuff. And it just feels like there's been tons of good news lately. But I guess, yeah, as I was, as I was sinking back into being together and going, God, what, what, what does our family need at the moment? What do we need to hear? What, what are the things that we need to focus and what would you draw our attention to you know, as we kick back in and kick into this year? I heard this phrase that's kind of been working on me a little bit. And he said, um, rest assured, I am with you. Rest assured, I am with you. You know, it's one thing to talk about a God with us. And it's another thing when God says to you, I am with you. That's a very powerful statement, you know, and I got thinking about this and I'm like, rest assured I am with you. You know, like where, 
where, where do we seek assurance? What would assure you? What would give you stability or security? Or where do we look for that? You know, is it, is it in the outcome? Is it in the, is it in the, the finished piece? Is it in the tensionless existence? Is it in the loaded bank account? Is it in the next big thing? Is it in the long-term plan? Like, what is it? What do we pursue our assurance in? Because I thought about this for a minute and I'm like, this is, there's some stories where, where God said this to people and some incredibly powerful things happened when God said to people, I am with you. I thought to myself, like, if that's the truth, I think I really want to live it. I think I don't want this to just sit in like the nice words category, rest assured I am with you. You know, and if I think about it for myself, uh, I, I can pick up fear on my path that God's not in this, you know, whatever this is, you know, maybe that's summer camps. Okay. Have, have I just locked onto this because, you know, we just got to do it or it's about the cash or it's about the, you know, is it about something other than following the plan and purpose of God for the people of God that he's, that he's drawn together, you know? And, but I think when we step into the things that God's purposed on the path that he, that he has for us, when we're tackling the things that he's got for us, there is a marked difference because he turns up, he shows up, we experience him, we see that. And I think what we need to, to recognize is that if God is with us, our path should be characterized by God's stories. His hand should not be unimaginable. It's like we should be finding ourselves in a story where we see the hand of God turning up. Because if he's saying, I'm with you, it's like, well, well what's the evidence of that? Because that's real. That's not a, it's not a platitude. It's not a, a nicety. You know, and I, but I think in the mix of that as well, you know, when, you, when you demand the outcome of God with you in the way that you want it at the wrong moment, we miss it. I mean, that's the story of the people of the Israelites, right? Moses is one of the people that God said he was with. You know, in Exodus chapter three, verse 11 to 12, you know, this is after, you know, the burning bush and you're going to go to Pharaoh and you're going to set these plagues and I'm going to demonstrate, you throw the thing, you know, he's told them all the good stuff. And then Moses is having to think about what he's going to do. And he's going, okay, all right, okay. He says, so this is Moses responding to God. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? And God said, certainly I will be with you. And this shall be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve and worship God at this mountain. When God is with us and he demonstrates himself upon, uh, you know, on our behalf and among us, this is, will be the sign that we would worship him, that we give him praise, that we would acknowledge that our God isn't uh, a God of the past. He's a God of the present. He's a God who shows up in this moment. He's a God who's accomplishing and acting in power on behalf of his people in accordance with his plans now. Today, in this moment, in this space, in this place. And the difference maker, you know, for Moses is that God said, I'll be with you. But then we know we play out that story and Moses led the people out of Israel, out of Egypt, sorry, into the wilderness. And then the, the people started going like, this is bogus. If God is, you know, this is the God path, who would be needing this? I did not think this was going to be the deal, right? And so when we demand the the God with us journey to look exactly the way we think it should, or we start, we start making the plan, you know, we're inviting God onto our path. We're not actually entering into the path of God with a confident faith that says, you are with us. Take us where you will. 
Yeah, I think it's an important thing because, you know, it's easy to recognize at moments in the story of the people of God, these thunderous moments where who could deny that God was with them? You know, I've got those moments in my life. Maybe you do too. There's moments where I could not deny that God was with me, that he said this, that this occurred, that this happened and it wouldn't have happened, but that God was in this. You know, whether that's Ella or the house that we're leaving or financial stories that we have of moments where we did dumb things that didn't make sense or, you know, I can remember before we went to Africa, God said to me, like, don't fundraise, don't tell anybody of your financial needs. And we had no money. And, you know, we were living with our, our friend at the time who's he's not like a super faith-filled person. And she turns to me and she goes, Brad, Brad, did God say this to you? And I said, yeah. And she said, of one thing I'm certain I've watched in your life, and every time God says something to you, it comes through. You're going to have everything you need. And I was just like, whoa. Like, you believe that he's with me. And that if he said it, I'm going to be okay. And it's like, I think we need to let some faith rise again that says he's with us. A powerful God who has a plan and who has a purpose. And where we find ourselves is not by mistake. It's not by default. It's not by coincidence. It's not by preference. It's not by ease. And we're here because God has purposed something for people. And I, I feel like what he's saying at the, outside of, at the outset of this year to this family of people is rest assured, I'm with you. But what does that offer to us? What confidence does that give us? What security does that provide to us? Well, I think it depends a little bit on what we're looking for. You know, number one, when the oomph of my life is that I would be on God's path, that is the most peace-filled thing you can hear. You know, when you have set your sights on a path that says, God, whatever you have, whatever you want, whatever would serve you, whatever would be best, I, I trust you. Then, then the words that come that say, I am with you, are such assuring, stabilizing, settling words because we can trust him. And the goal of my life has been attained that I'll be where he is. But, you know, I think in that it reveals a lot of things, you know. Is God being with us enough? Does it fulfill? Does it, does it attain? Does it succeed? Is it, is, it a, is it an assurance to us? I know, I know we can get ourselves focused on a whole range of things that end up um, offering us the promise of assurance. But I think when God says, I am with you, We've got to start to look at what can that accomplish? What can that produce? What can trusting the path of God and the place he's planted us and the confident assurance that he's with us in this moment, what, what could that offer to us? You know, I think let's, let's look at a couple of verses that, that speak to this and then we'll have a chat about it. I think we're going to have to turn the aircon back on unless it's just me. Is it, is it warm? It's not. Okay. I'll, I'll, it's muggy. Okay. Well, I'll... I'll suffer quietly then. <laughs> if I start melting away, you'll understand. <laughs> oh, yes, the endless debate. No, don't do it. It's all good. We have this debate in our house regularly. Fortunately, Ella likes it really cool, so I've been winning a lot more lately. Oh, my goodness, I love that child. Oh, it's so good. All right. Isaiah 58, 11. It says, and the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your soul in scorched and dry places and give strength to your bones. 
and you will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring of water whose water, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. You know, this is the this is this is this is the promise of those who set their eyes on going, God, if you're with us, that's where I want to be. He says there'll be a continual guidance, a satisfaction in our soul. You know, in Psalm 23, another application of this idea of, um, you know, an assurance that comes in a God with us is, you know, right in the middle of the Lord's Prayer in Psalm 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the sunless valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide. They will comfort and console me. You know, I think when we begin to point the confidence and the assurance of our life on whether or not God is in this place, whether or not he is with me in this, there is no difficulty, no struggle, no uncertainty, no confusion, no, the pieces don't seem like they fit, no delay in the expectation that we had for an outcome that we can't endure. There is a if you are here and you say this is good, I can keep coming. You know, and I think sometimes we hear this like God is with you. And what do we expect? Oh, well, there's going to be cash falling from the ceiling. There's going to be bucket loads of favor and success. Everything's going to be easy. Everything's going to fall into place. Oh, God's in this business. Well, surely then it'll be simple. I'm not really too sure that I see that in the stories. You know, I think when, when we begin to trust God that he is the one who writes the good story, he is the one who has the good plan, he is the one who, if he is with us, this journey will serve something incredible. And I don't have to see it today to commit to it. You know, I think that's a, that's a powerful thing. I mean, even if I look at some of the things that we're in today, I look at Golden Valleys, we got into this place, you know, and you know, Rob and Glenn and I sat there and we're like, well... What do we have this for? What's this going to be about? Are we going to run camps? Like we weren't even sure. You know, we, we, we weren't even sure. We knew that God was in this. We knew this is what he wanted for us. We weren't sure if this is going to be like a, a replacement for the Merrick's house that we were running at the time, or if this was going to be, you know, a church site, or we, we weren't really too sure why we had this. You know, but as we walk it out and recognize that God's with us, we begin to increasingly find purpose. You know, I think we weren't too sure how we were going to make ends meet. We weren't too sure how things were going to play out. We weren't too sure whether this was going to be satisfying. You know, I think even in this summer, we've discovered new levels of God's purpose and God's plan and God's gift in the place that he's called us, in the path that he's put us on. You know, and, and, and what if we begin to expect of the path of God that if he says he's with us, we're going to begin to expect the unexpected? Because I, I can't forecast I cannot forecast what the hand of God could accomplish on the path of God for his people. Like, that's the truth, right? But we live like we do, you know, like Leela and I do an anniversary journal entry on a regular basis. I've said this before every year. And one of the questions we've asked is, what happened this year that you wouldn't have expected? That you couldn't have expected, that you couldn't have seen? Every year, there's like this long list of things. And it's like, we live like we can see 12 months. I mean, maybe you've spent some time reflecting on 2023 and think, all right, well, I'm going to do year 12. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to, you know, start this venture. I'm going to take on this new job. I'm going to work hard at this thing. I'm going to give my best to my family. I'm going to, you know, um, send my kid to bed earlier. Whatever it is that we might have decided, this is what 2023 is going to look like. And over the course of this year, we're going to have this 
run. And I can imagine myself at Christmas next year getting spat out the back end of 2023. And yeah, I think I got a pretty good feel for what this year is going to hold. But when you start to reflect on it, the truth of the matter is that's not how life works. It's not how the path of God works. It's not how things roll. There is an enormous amount of things that are ahead this year that you have no idea could occur. Soph and Mars. <laughs> especially. No, but there, there is an infinite amount of things that are going to occur in this year that you couldn't have fathomed, that you couldn't have predicted, that you couldn't have written into the story. And when God says, I'm with you, I think we need to let an expectation rise that goes, this could turn a corner in a moment. If I don't like where I am today and I don't like what it looks like, but God's saying he's in this and he's got me here, I'm going to trust that things are going to move through. And there's going to be some unexpected things along the way. Because when God's in it, he shows up and he does his bit. You know, I think uh, an unexpected uh, outcome. Curtis shared one this morning. I thought taking on camps was going to cause my kids to suffer. What I didn't know is that God was going to inspire my sister to come. And she was going to be a gift. You know what? Who, who, who? That's unexpected. We didn't factor that in. It wasn't part of the script. But God saw it. He said, oh, this is going to be good. I got something here. I got something special up my sleeve and this is going to make something good work. You know, it's like we didn't see Nelson coming to work for us or B. You know, it's like we didn't see these things coming. We didn't see changing things up. We don't, we don't know. We don't know what's around the corner. You know, and I think when, when God says, I'm with you, I think we need to let a faith rise that says, this is a place to be then. I'm going to open my eyes. I'm going to start to expect. I'm start going to practice my faith muscle. I'm going to lean into what my spirit sees and not just what my eyes see. Because if God says, I can rest assured that he's here, I need to open my eyes because something good's going to happen in this place, in this time, in this moment, among this group of people, because God's at work. And he doesn't ever disappoint. He doesn't ever leave us behind. He's, if he's saying he's here, We've got to start to expect some unexpected outcomes where God just goes, you know what, ah, I got this one. You know, Glenn, I, I like what you were saying, you know, about your, your reflection out of this summer that God's saying, hey, whoa, 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 dude, don't, don't just be here in this moment. Let me take care of the future. You know, and I think, you know, when God has some unexpected surprises for us, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy who doesn't like to leave it under the tree. I like to give it a shake. I like to open it a few days ahead of time. I don't mind if the package comes in the mail and you just hand it to me in the store packaging on the day the postman brings it. I'm okay with that because I, I, I am impatient. But God, he's got some surprises for us. He's got some unexpected outcomes for us. And you know what? He wants to prove he's a good dad. He wants to let us know that he's involved. He wants, to, he wants to assure us that he's there, that he's a part of the story. And the only way he can do that is throw a few curveballs in the mix because we're really good at taking credit for God's things. Oh, aren't we fantastic? We had such a good plan to, you know, run a really successful camp. How good are we? You know, that's not the story, is it? But how quick do we turn that corner and the hand of God among us accomplishing the good things of God get just taken up by men to say, oh, yeah, we did it. We did not do it. We didn't arrive at this as a good idea. We didn't accomplish this on, on our own fruition. You know, for Leela and I, we didn't think, you know, hey, let's sell up a house in Martha Cove and buy a house in Mount Martha because that's a really good financial decision. It was not. I said to Leela, this is the stupidest decision we've ever made in our lives. And I really hope the lifestyle is worth it because this is a waste of money. That's literally the conversations we had. Well, not the way it turned out. You know, God, 
God orchestrates things and sees things coming and has unexpected plans in the things that he's hidden into our lives. I mean, Leela and I find ourselves today sitting at a year of uncertainty. You know, we're six days away from the moving truck rocking up and all the boxes going into storage. We're going to take a week of holidays to remind ourselves that we know how to sleep. And then we're going to come back for a couple of weeks and we're off to New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> off to New Zealand for 10 or, 10 or 12 weeks and then back for who knows what, you know, and who knows when our house is going to be ready and who knows what it's going to look like. But you know what? When God says, Brad, I'm with you. I'm with you. I can just start to go, you know what? We're going to have what we need. This is going to be a good year. This is going to be a story that's full of blessing. And on the back end of it, like we're on the back end of a summer right now, and all the crew who are involved are going, oh, how good was that? How good was it? Oh, that was amazing. Well, what if we start on the front end of the uncertainty of the thing that's ahead to go? God's in it. It's going to be amazing. This is going to be good. There's going to be great things in the midst of even the hard things. You know, I think when God's saying, rest assured, I'm with you, you know, we got to start to look for a powerful God rocking up and accomplishing something that only he can. And when we begin to look for that, we begin to expect that, and we begin to believe in that, it partners with it and it sees it come and be accomplished. We give God space in our story to be God, but we're so quick to write him out. And feel like it's all on us. You better come up with a plan. You better have an intention. What are your goals? Who are you going to become? How are you going to make it happen? It's like, well, you know, those are real things. Sorry, Ben. I'm speaking directly to Ben. We'll talk after. Probably some of those things are applicable. <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's like, you know what? If he's saying he's here, we can trust that the pieces are going to come together. You know, I keep saying to people, like, there's a bunch of things on the table right now, and I'm just going, I cannot see how the pieces fit. So we got to wait, because there's some unexpected things that are going to come, and it's going to make sense. We just don't see it yet. We don't see it yet. I, I, obviously, I don't have a big enough faith or a big enough brain or a creative enough existence to imagine what God could have up his sleeve, because it doesn't feel like the pieces fit. But they will if he's orchestrating the pieces. Isaiah 41.10. And this is kind of like the central verse of this morning. And we're going to throw this out for discussions really quickly. He says, do not fear anything. This is the words of God spoken to the people of God who have been displaced. This is, this is the people who are uh, in dispersion. They're out. They're, they're, they are in the wilderness. They do not have... They, um, I'm misquoting the previous bit. Anyways, he's, he's basically saying, you don't have a home, you don't have a place, you don't have any existence. God goes on to prophesy this to them. Do not fear anything, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, power, of victory, and salvation. And I think that idea of do not be afraid God is with us. I think it's like that, that juxtaposition, that tension point that says, is my understanding of God's power in my story big enough to dispel fear? Like if he's here and he's with me, is that big enough to knock fear off the table? 
and, and why? What have I come to see in God? What have I come, what have, what have my past experiences of God been that demonstrate that I have no reason to fear if he says he's here? If he says he's here, fear has no place. You know, have we, have we been coming to know a God who acts on our behalf in a way that if he says I'm here, I'm with you. There's no need to fear. Is that helpful to us? In a practical, pragmatic way, can that be bigger than the fears that we carry about the future, the fears we carry about our kids, the fears we carry about our finances, the fears we carry about our future or the unfinished story or the unknown outcomes? It's like, God, if you're here, that's enough. You know, what does it look like to begin to strengthen a faith muscle that says, if you're saying you're here, and, and my belief is, God's saying to our family today, rest assured, I am with you. We are not on our own. We are not, you know, we, 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 we are nothing more than followers. You know, let, let, let's let that be a powerful term. You know, who wants to be a leader anyway? This is hard work, right? You know, it's like Erwin McManus wrote this book. I can't remember. It was ages ago, like 20 years ago. can't remember what it was called. Something. It, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Barbarian way. That's it. Anyway, barbarian way. And he was going through this process of like asking God for who am I? Would you show me a picture of who I am? And he got, I think like, you know, like the gladiator, or like um, something amazing, some warrior guy from a movie. And it was like so cool. Like, just like, yeah, that's who you are. So I was like, yeah, all right. I'm going to go on a hike. I'm going to ask God who I am. I'm going to ask for a picture. I'm going to say, Jesus, show me who I am. And he goes, you're a follower. And I was like, there's no swords, like, where, you know. But he said, Brad, you know, the only thing that's going to lead is someone who will follow me. So would you follow? And we cannot be ashamed of being followers. If God says he's with us, that's, that's a path I want to be on. If, if, if he's saying he's here and we're following after that, that is a powerful place to be. And that is an exceptional story. You know, it's going to be full of all the, all the incredible things, all the highs, all the lows, all the challenges, all the victories. You know, we don't get the big celebrations if we don't get the uncertain moments. So if God says he's here, if he says, rest assured, I'm here, it's because we need to hear it. It's because we need to hear it. All right. We will well up again with faith. We'll rise to a new sense of confidence that says, if you're here, we're going to expect some incredible things this year. If you're here, we're going to hang on when it seems like, hmm, we got to really orchestrate this. Those are the moments where we let it rise up and go, God, are you here? Are you in this? Are you with us? All right, write your story. Because we know God isn't into the five minute stories, right? Like he loves a good 10 year, 20 year saga, right? I want to see the 20 year ending. I don't want to check out. I don't want to miss out. I want to let him write the story that he's building. And if it takes whatever it takes, you know, he's not giving up. He's not slow as someone imagined him to be slow, but he is patient that we wouldn't miss out. He's patient that we wouldn't miss out. All right. People that, people that, it, God said, I'll be with you too. You know, it's so many. Jacob, now Isaac's son, you know, when Abraham, well, Isaac, he said it to Isaac first. He said to Abraham, I'll go with you, leave your land, leave your, I'll give you this promise. Then Isaac, he takes over the destiny and says, the God of Abraham, your father, 
uh, I will be with you as I was with him. When you think about that as a picture, like Isaac's dad was like the man. You know, picture whoever you put in that bucket. He was like the God man. There was no one else like him. And think of those words that God spoke to Isaac, you know, the same way I was with your dad, I am with you. The same things that you saw me accomplish on behalf of your dad, I will accomplish through you. Wow, what an impartation to that son in a moment where he was stepping into his next piece of the puzzle. Then he said it again to Isaac's son, Jacob. It's now Jacob's turn to pick up the mantle. And he says, as I was with your father's father and with your father, so I am with you. A God of power is acting on your behalf and will go before you in the things you go in and what you saw your dad accomplish, I'm going to accomplish through you. Can you imagine that? These are the places where God is saying, I am with you. You know, he goes on, he said it to Moses in this big mission that he gave to Moses. And then when it was Jake, Joshua's turn to take over from Moses, he says to, to Joshua, this day I'll begin to magnify and exalt you in the sight of all Israel so that they may know that just as I was with Moses, so I will also be with you. He's going, you're going to be with me like you were with Moses? I saw those things happen. The God of power is going to act among our people because he says he's going to be with us like that. This is the story we find ourselves in. This is the impartation that he wants us to have. The God of power who's acted through the generations and on behalf of his people is saying, I am with you. We got to slow down and take that in. We got to think about that for a minute. Like, the, like, think about the person who you go, man, God is with that guy. Whoever that is, whatever ministry that is, whatever accomplishment that is. You know what I mean? That's a, I don't know. I don't even want to, I'm not even going to peg it for you. you. You pick it. You know, God doesn't just give it out in half portions. He's either with you or he's not. And it's like when God says to you, I am with you, there is a powerful force of love acting in our story that is accomplishing something eternal and remarkable. Whether we get it or not, whether we see the reality of that or not. And that's, that is an incredible impartation. You know, in Romans 8.31, you know, Paul says, what shall we say to all these things? You know, he's, he's, he's gone on and on about all the confidence that we can have and all the, all the things that work together, that God's going to work all things together for good. And he ends it by saying, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be successful against us? You have nothing to fear when God is with you. There's no big story. There's no big weight. There's no responsibility outside of that which he gives us that he's participating in and accomplishing beside us. When God is on our side, success is going to come for God's story, in God's way, in God's time. I think let's let a faith rise in the words that would say to us today, rest assured, I am with you. Yeah, and the truth of the matter is, if we want to roll the other promises into that, God said, when I'm with you, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. 
This is not an attainment of your performance that has brought about God with you. He has invited you into his story for his purpose because of his love, because of his righteousness, because of his good act upon us. And watch out because he's going to see it through. Yeah. All right. Let's pause there. Let's jump together in some groups. Let's, let's have a chat about this. I mean, yeah. I'm bad with questions because I'll throw six of them out and then people go, well, what was the question again? But it's like, you know, what, what does it mean to us and what does it afford to us that God is with us? What's that change? Let's have a chat about that in our groups. Chew on it for a second. Let's try and pull it close. Yeah, as I just feel like this one is one that you, we can just leave hanging out there as like a bit of a, mm-hmm, yeah. You know, or we can pull that close and go, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and Joshua, the impartation that he gave to them, he gives to me and says, I am with you. Well, what would we see from that? All right, let's jump into like, uh, don't do two groups. We have so many people like, you know, like fours, fives, max, fours, fives. Just jump in with some people around you, turn your chairs around. Let's just have a chat about what this, what this affords to us girl bed access where she can get in and out and Layla was like oh there's so much changing and we're moving and it's so busy and what do we do and I'm like yeah but she's ready let's do it let's take the panel out like come on I've got the drill out I'm ready to undo it and she's like let's just let's just stop let's ask God what Ella needs and we just went what does Ella need and God said this is a really big time for her and there's lots moving and her cots are safe place leave it you'll sort this out in the next season and she'll be good and it's like, you know what? In every little thing, in every big thing, God's with us. And we can take confidence knowing that God's got Ella in the middle of a big season for Leela and I, where the house is chaos, but he sees her and he sees what she needs. And we can draw on that and go, you know what? God's in parenting with us. God's in business with us. God's in our relationships. God's in church. God's in life. God's in the things that we find ourselves. When we stop and we pause and we go, God, where are you at in this? Would you be with me in this? You know, there's a powerful path that goes when we open our life up to expect that. And then we can begin to expect the unexpected. God, if you're here and I can't see it all and I don't know why this is good and I don't know how this plays out. Hey, you're here, I'm in. If you're here, I'm in. And that disposition attracts the favor of heaven to accomplish the plans of God for the people of God. And he's saying to us, rest assured, I'm here. I'm in this and I'm with you. And for me, that has me looking at this year going, what are we going to see? What are we going to look back on at the end of this year and go, wow, what a dude, what a plan, what an incredible story. And yeah, well, that's worship, eh? <laughs>